Hello again. It's two New Yorkers, a thousand opinions. This is Evelyn speaking and... This is James speaking. So what do we got today? We're going to talk about a few things, probably anything that just really pops in. Uh, But I did want to start with one of our favorite streaming services. It is called Mm -hmm. Acorn TV. And I have to tell you, for any listener out there... If you're interested in British, Australian, Canadian, mysteries, dramas, um, even comedians, this is the place to go. So what show are you watching on Acorn TV? Well, first of all, I also say, have to say Irish because there are a couple of Irish shows. And I want to thank you, Mr. James, for turning us on to this. We just love it. So... I want to say one of my favorite shows was Winter. Did you watch Winter? Yes, I did watch Winter, and she was a great actress, and I'm going to try and find yes. her name. Um, yes, great actor, great actress. It, the whole show was really well done, I have to say, and hopefully it'll come back for a third season. Oh, yes, I hope so, too. I'm, like, on, you know, tenterhooks with that. But I have to say, in general... Even before you told us about Acorn, I always looked for British shows. I watched every single season of MI5. I think it was on Netflix. I'm pretty sure Netflix. I think it was. And then every time we went abroad, whether it was England, you know, we go to Spain every year. So whatever hotel we were in or whatever rainy day there was, we would be glued to the telly, as they say, because there's nothing like a good old fashioned British murder mystery to get your blood boiling. I hear you. Yes. I like those um, uh, those period dramas as well, Downton Abbey and um, the Jane Austen series and whatnot. But so now I found uh, Winter. The main character is uh, her character's name is Detective Eve Winter, and in her real name is Rebecca Gibney. Um, but this small town is rocked uh, by a murder mystery and people missing, and it's really very well done, I have to say, honestly. So, Acorn TV, if you're listening, bring it back for a third season. Yes, we want you. And all the other ones, you know, we watch Vera, which is like Midsummer Murders. Midsummer Murders is another one that we watched on Netflix. There are 20 series, which is their version of seasons. But the one thing about a British season or series, there's usually only between four and six episodes. Uh, So Midsummer Murders is another one that we totally love. So every single series, 20 series. And um, Vera is the one, another one, very like Midsummer Murders. Each episode, and I don't know if you noticed this, I don't know if you watched those, but each episode is like an hour and a half. No, I don't watch uh, Midsummer. You spoke about that before uh, privately, and I I just haven't gotten into it yet. Um, I'll get there. Mm, Love them. So anyway, that's, but the funny thing happens. So, you know, the last two shows that I watched, which you also recommended, were Irish shows. Um, oh boy, what were the names of them again? Oh boy. Uh, let me see. Uh, wait, hold on. I'm going to get them. Le- the Level. Was that an the Irish Le- show? No, that that's was a British not Irish. Show. No, that's that was British. In, in, um, yeah. 
But the gentleman that pay, plays one of the lead characters, he was on Downton Abbey. So, um, Robert James Collier, I believe is his name. I can't remember. That's on um, level, yes. That's Oh, my God. He's such a great actor. Um, he really is. And what a twist. I won't say. I because... know. I know. Mm. Now, of course, I can't find all my Irish shows on here. Um, but we'll come back to that. There are some Irish great shows that I just absolutely love. Um, Murphy's Law, I just started watching that, and I just started watching Harry. Harry is set in New Zealand, oh. and really a good show, I have to say, honestly. That's the one that has captivated me now, so I did binge watch, I think, four episodes yesterday. Um, and The Broken Wood Mysteries, I started watching it, and I like it, but it, it didn't seem binge-worthy to me. Oh, Injustice. That was another one. Did you oh, see that? Oh, Injustice. Yes. Um, another one. Oh, Proof. Proof oh, was an yes. Irish one. No? Yes, Maybe I not. think it was. Um, and I think also Injustice. No, that was also a London one. Um, that was London-based, and he was it fabulous series. And again, that's another one that I hope comes back again, that I don't I try and Wikipedia them to see when they're coming back, and that one I couldn't find any more information on it. So hopefully it's coming back, but it doesn't seem like it is. Oh, and what about London Kills? <sighs> the, oh, yeah. fabulous. <clears throat> but anyway, really let me tell you about my dream. Oh, what was your dream? Talk to so, me. So, you know, I'm, I'm watching all this, you know. I always have those kind of dreams that are very... You know, I almost dream like a movie script, you know, fades to black and then you go on to the next scene. So I'm dreaming and my girlfriend Linda was in this one and I guess I dreamt about her because I'm excited she's going to be coming and visiting soon. So Linda and I are at the beach at the beach condo, which I put in air quotes because we don't have a beach condo, but we were at the beach condo, and it was like a like a skyscraper beach condo, which is another thing that's funny because, and we go to the door, we're knocking on the door because we realize we forgot our bathing suits. So we go back up to the condo, who knows, and Eric answers, the door, and he's naked. <laughs> so I say to Eric, well, can you put a couple of things on here? Because they're yeah, really. company. So he goes running in, and cut to, we're in a car. Now, we're no longer, we have our bathing suits on, and in the back seat of this car, is Eric, Linda, and my two Florida girlfriends, Sandy and Chris. The four of them are jammed back there and I'm in the driver's seat. It's an English car. In other words, the driver's side is on the right as opposed to the left. Right. So I'm driving the English car. And here's the funny part. Everybody is speaking with an Irish accent. Okay. 
You have some really wacky dreams. Okay. Yeah, well, listen, it gets better. So then I say, well, they're saying, well, we want to go to the beach. And I'm thinking to myself, well, just a minute ago, we were at the beach, but all right. I look down, I shift, and I realize there's a clutch and there's a gas pedal, but there's no brake. And then I wake up. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you don't know, well, why are there no brakes? Someone trying to kill you or are you trying to kill somebody? <laughs> I have no idea. And, you know, we sound all so lovely because we're having the beautiful <laughs> Irish lilt. And it was grand, I say to you. Oh, so wow. grand. Anyway. But the funny thing about I- Irish dreams or Ireland, you love Dublin. I didn't find it that fabulous. You love Dublin. You've been there several times. I've been there once, and I don't care if I go back. And I love traveling. Everybody knows that about me. So I, don't I know what love it is. Dublin like you can. I've been there twice, and have loved it, loved it, loved it, and still do. I love, I love it quite a bit. I have to tell you that I did love the hotel. The Shelburne is a beautiful hotel. Oh, yeah. Excellent it is service. Really uh, luxury amenities, um, a staff that bend over backwards for you. It's just a really nice hotel. So if any viewer wants to go to Ireland and to Dublin in particular, stay at the Shelburne. You'll love it. Well, I just want to say to you, there is no such thing as a viewer here because they're only listeners. Oh, right. Oh, I, I keep thinking I'm on the TV again. Oh, well, it's because right. I look so beautiful. Oh, of course, yes, of course, yes. Mm-hmm. All our listeners know that. They can tell that just by your voice. Just by my voice. Yeah. So what else you got on the plate? Talk to me. Well, so I told you about my Irish dream, which I love. But, you know, I know last week we talked about this admissions scandal, college admissions scandal, and I can't help it, but it's still on my mind. Well, it's still in the you know, on the news and everything. But I hear, I I can't get over the fact that these parents don't know the damage they're doing. Like, we talked about, you know, different generations and how the parents are different and these helicopter parents. Look, I know they think they're doing the best for their kids, but back to Lori Laughlin's daughter, the one who had the Sephora makeup and all of this, who now has nothing, she's been dropped. This kid had the wherewithal and the smarts to to do this YouTube channel and to build a business, obviously. She's clearly quite uh, an entrepreneur. That being said, her parents screwed they kind of preempted her dreams. In other words, by wanting, endeavoring to create a life for this child that included this school, they have squashed this girl's dreams. It just, look, their young adulthood is supposed to be looking and searching and finding you know, where their envelope is and then pushing beyond if they dare. And yet here comes their parents because of their own needs, their parents' needs, to want to say that their kid went here or there. I mean, what's wrong with a kid that only went to high school but has proven themselves to be excellent 
excellent entrepreneurs. Anyway, I said my piece, but you know what I mean? No, no, I get it, and I, I agree wholeheartedly, and I'm, I'm still stunned by the whole thing, and I don't get what the point was other than uh, the movie star or whoever it was, the famous person, um, just insisting that their child have this above average college education and I agree with you it, it's just uh, they're f stroking their own ego is what they're doing and they're uh, putting their child in harm's way really they're not helping their child not at all I just can't believe that you would go that far and again I think it's stroking their egos that's what it is five hundred thousand yeah. dollars I think I said this last week is that five hundred thousand uh, dollars to get your child into a school you could use that $500,000 for a library. You could use it for a cafeteria. You could use it just as a donation to a college, and then your child would probably get in. But to fake your exams, have someone else take your exams, to um, pay for XYZ, give this guy a gift and all that, no, it's wrong, and they really shouldn't be doing it. And I'm actually glad that it's come to light, really. Yeah, I am. so do I. So, do, so am I. So am I. So anyway, that was on my mind, and I know I gotta let this go, shake it free. But really, I know it's just bothering me so much because I think of my parents in that situation, and had I gone to my father and said, "Dad," first of all, not that they ever had that kind of money because they never did, and yet somehow the five of us, my other siblings and I managed to make lives and have careers and have happy lives, but that's another story. But I can only imagine going over to my Puerto Rican father and saying to him, Dad, I want to be admitted to X school. Could you give them, you know, some money to help me? And he would look at me and say, what? Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Uh, yes, and would. I would have to say, yes, I know who you are, Dad. And then if I survived it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you would have survived that uh, oh question. Oh, my but, God. Okay. Well, the thing is that why would anyone want, you know, my parents raised us to live our lives on our own, our own two feet, by our metal, being hard workers, honest, don't break the law, don't, you know, do anything bad. And they managed to do it and made, you know, in my opinion, we're five very excellent human beings who add to society. So anyway, I know I said I would let it go. <laughs> it sounds like you haven't let it go yet, but you'll get there. Um, you know, it's, what's wrong with me? Why am I obsessed by this? I think it just hits at the core of anyone who struggled and worked hard to get to college. There are a lot of people that uh, couldn't even afford to take the SATs or whatever. And they're brilliant people. And to have someone, again, spend $500,000 to get their child into a school and then plus pay the... Pay the um, the college fees is absurd. It just goes against every oh. grain of your well-being. Exactly. I get it. All right. So that's my story. What's your story? All right. What's so the, going on with you? The one that, 
I'm so love, sick of hearing my voice, by the way. You're going to so love, this, you're going to well, love like, Let me I, just say this one thing, because yeah. you have such a fabulous voice, like a made-for-TV voice. Okay. Or podcast voice. Right. Everybody says that, and I, I am just like everyone else. I hate my own voice. And when I well, replay it, I'm like, ooh, I sound like that. Well, you can't hate your voice more than I hate my voice because I listen to these podcasts and I say, who the heck is this Yenta-ish New Yorker? I don't even hear my own New York accent. Do I have an accent? Uh, there are moments when a word or two will pop out and you, you have a New York accent. Otherwise, no, you don't have a, you don't have a thick, heavy New York accent. That's not how I hear it, baby. Oh, yeah. See, everybody hears it differently. It's just one of those things. But So I have one funny story about my dad and my voice. He had triple bypass last April, and thank God he's fine. But he was in the hospital for like over a month. And one of his roommates was this 95-year-old gentleman who, the minute I walked into the room, I said, Hi, Dad, how you doing? He's like, Whose voice is that? You have such a great voice. You know, half hour goes by, 45 minutes go by, whatever. And I did speak to the gentleman. We had a conversation about my voice. He was a, um, a music instructor. So that's why uh, he was in tune to people's voices. But anyway, so the guy leaves. and Because he had ranted on about a good 20 minutes again about my voice. So he leaves and my dad says... <laughs> I think that guy was trying to pick you up. I'm like, Dad, he was not trying to pick me up. He just, he's in the music industry, was, and he just enjoyed my voice. That's all it was. But my dad, being this straight laced Italian uh, older man, just couldn't comprehend why some other man was complimenting another man's <laughs> voice. Anyway, that's my cute little story. What I would, what is on my mind and what drives me absolutely insane, and the entire city of Chicago is. Um, a buzz with this information and is appalled as well is Jesse Smollett's case has been totally mm. dropped. And all it is is he surrendered his $10,000 bond and I'm quoting from him and it says, but that's it, the case is over. And it caught everyone by surprise. The uh, Chicago mayor, um, the the chief of police and I'm sorry, there's still something going on there, and I'm putting all of my faith into the FBI, who's now taking over the investigation. So that's Oh, I hadn't my, heard that. I hadn't heard that, that the they FBI? were taking it over. Yeah, Yeah. no, they're going to uh, pursue an investigation. It doesn't mean they're going to charge him or whatever, but they are going to pursue um, a, a case against him to see if there really was a case. And I have to tell you that it looks like there's a case against him. And if there wasn't, something should have come out that would have disproven that. And it has not come out yet. It is all saying that he's done something. And I am a huge fan, huge fan of Empire. But when I see the last two weeks episodes and he plays a, a pivotal part on those two episodes, there's a lot going on in his life. And obviously with his family life, it's always drama on Empire. Again, which I love. When he's in the scene, it turns me off totally because I feel in my heart of hearts that this man is guilty and he did something and he set back uh, racial injustice by 50 years just by 
faking this story, and I'm 99.9% sure that this man faked it. And hopefully my, our viewers will agree with me, and hopefully I'm not going off on a tangent <laughs> where <laughs> everyone's going to disagree me and we're going to get hate mail or whatever, but um, I just feel like the evidence is there that he did do something wrong. He planned a fake attack, and it blew up in his face, and why on earth... Did they drop the charges for a measly 10 grand is beyond me. Even the, um, the district attorney for, for um, Chicago said that he thinks he's guilty. But again, for some reason, he got I off. know. That was, that was odd. Uh, you know, I'm an optimistic person. And I said, when I heard, well, you know, maybe he didn't do anything. But then when you heard the further news stories... You're like, oh, well, what could have happened? But I'm, I don't know. I think we should just stay tuned and see what happens. And one never knows uh, if he did it, which all indications are that he did. It's a shame because, you know, he's, he just ruined his whole life. And he made a mockery of the, the, you know, racial tensions are what they are. And putting fuel on that fire is something we certainly don't need in the history of our country. Uh, and, and it's a shame. And anyway, I will stop there because then I'm going to go into the political. And what did we say? No political conversation. It's killing me. I know. <laughs> killing me as well. You know, we all got strong opinions about this mm, thing. But let me just, I got opinions. <laughs> let me just close with one thing about Jussie Smollett. Uh, the state's uh, attorney, Kim Fox, F-O-X-X, if you'd like to drop her a line, <laughs> said she was dropping the case because Jussie would have only gotten community service if convicted, and she said he has already performed community service, so there is no point in prosecuting him. However, CNN, um, and I think there's another one here, CNBC as well, said they could not find any record of Smollett doing com- community service. So, Seriously? I don't think... Yeah, I don't think he performed community service, and if he did, and if any view- listener out there has any information or proof that he did uh, perform community service, I'd love to see it because no one is reporting on that community service. And you know that if he was um, handing out food to the homeless or donating clothes to the homeless or picking up trash along the side of the highway, he would have been filmed. I mean, it's just the way it is. He would have been filmed and no one's got those films. So... Again, it's a shame, and like with the college scandal, I'll let it go, but stay tuned. Shake it off. I'm going to shake it off. off. I'm shaking my head right now. (laughs) Well, I'm shaking my head in disbelief because it happened to begin with, but now I'm just going to shake it off. Um, I will continue to watch Empire because I love that show. I'm invested in, I think this is the third season, so I'll watch it, but again, when his scenes come on, I'm like, oh God, do I have to watch this again and have to look at him? I feel like he's placed hatred in everyone's eyes white black green yellow purple blue it's not a favorable thing that he did not at all so anyway we will let that go and what else do you want to talk about how's your weather in florida well the weather here it rained all morning and now it's cleared up and it's nice and sunny um it's 69 degrees out 
and there doesn't seem to be a lot of humidity, so it's a beautiful time here in lovely Largo. How about Connecticut? Connecticut is, let me just say, I want to see what the temperature is, because it is bright sunshine out there. It is 40 degrees where I am, and... I am so waiting for spring to come. I cannot wait. Supposedly, the Northeast is going to have 60 or almost 70 degree weather by Saturday and Sunday, I believe. Um, so it's a good thing. We need spring. I'm tired of this cold weather. I'm tired of putting gloves and hats on. And no matter how cold it is, I have to say, honestly, it's very rare that I wear a coat. I just can't stand to have that big bulky thing on. And, you know, I'm going from a car to a house or something. It's five seconds out in the cold. So... I'm tired of wearing sweaters. I'm tired of wearing sweatshirts. I want shorts and t-shirts and flip-flops on. I'm done. So, uh, to parrot what my husband always says to you, come move to Florida with us. We will soon, one of these days. Um, yeah, one of these days we will, as I tell him 50 times a week as well. We'll get there soon. It doesn't have to be tomorrow, but we'll be there. And it's... The part about living in the Northeast is that that time from April to October, I love it here. I just love it here. Yes, it gets hot, but half the time in the summertime we're traveling anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But the rest of the time, I love it here. I just, I'm petrified of that. And I know there's going to be an explanation and an excuse, but the reason, the, the, absolute humidity the high humidity in july and august and there have been times when i've been there with you in september and it's been high humidity too and all you do is sit inside or you run into the pool so we'll get there one of these days yeah i i, I think you honestly i really think you will but um we shall see Time will tell, and we'll let all of our viewers know the minute, I keep saying viewers, listeners, our listeners, I should tape a little yellow sticky pad, say listeners, say listeners, say listeners. Um, so that- I'm so tired of correcting you that I let the last couple ones slip. Did I? I think I know why, though. Because you're looking at me, and I look beautiful, I put a little lipstick on, I have earrings, my hair, so you're probably thinking that our listeners should be viewers because who's better than me? Thank you. And Oprah Winfrey, if you want to put us on the own network and our own little TV slot, we'll take 10 o'clock on a Saturday night because you know we're beautiful enough to be there. Oprah, Look please at, hire us. Stop with your obsession with Miss Oprah Winfrey. She can make things stop happen. Stop already. She can make things happen. She you know has who I want to happen. be on the show with? Who? Oh. David Muir of ABC. Oh, yes. I do like my David Muir. I've actually seen him in person, you know. No, tell. Do he tell. Did the, um, he did the commencement speech, I think it's been three or four years ago at Northeastern. Um, my nephew graduated there, so he did the commencement speech, and he was fabulous. 45 minutes, a half hour of his comments, and he really did do a good job, I have to say, honestly. Um, and he looks exactly the same in person as he does on TV. And because I have met other famous people that when you look at him in person, you're like, okay, that's a lot of makeup you have on to get on that show. But with him, no, no, no. It's exactly what you see is exactly what you get. And a nice well, guy. Well, one of the reasons humble. I love watching ABC News with David Muir is because it feels like he could be your pal. 
Like, I could definitely have, like, a dinner with him or sit and, you know, kind of just shoot the breeze. And he seems like someone I could be friends with. So, David Muir, if you're listening, I'm your new best friend that you don't even know you have. Well... I think he's going to be my best friend first. I don't want to say anything because, you know, I'm Why not Why would like he be that, your first? Because we have a lot in common. We're almost the same age. Oh. <laughs> almost. My God. Well, that almost has so much wiggle room. Mm. I'm almost a model. Yeah, well, but there you go. And that's what I think of you. You're almost a model. There you go. So Don't David try Muir, to get away with this. Anyway. David so Muir. Stop with Oprah. We want David Muir first. Speaking of. David or Oprah? (laughs) Speaking of Oprah, well, I'm very excited about Apple TV. Did you see that? Apple, whatever it is? Actually, I saw one little uh, tidbit on some news station. I forget which one it was. Probably David Muir with ABC because that's the one that I watch every night. And Mm -hmm, I did see it. I did not go into depth to figure out exactly what it's all about. But we have Apple TV I guess it's just a new thing coming out with them. They're, it sounds like they're adding services and whatnot. Yeah, I think so. I don't know all the details. I just saw her being an Apple girl. But, you know, I just also want to say that it was interesting. Speaking of David Muir and him being one of our first guests, which I know I didn't mention, We've been getting some great uh, feedback about this podcast, so much so that on LinkedIn, I got a message from someone who would like his client to be our first guest, which we're far from getting guests. It's going to be a little while, but, you know, I sent that to you. How how interesting is that? Very interesting, and it goes to show that these podcasts are out there and that people listen and people are in tune to it. And we have a lot to say. We got a lot of opinions. We got a thousand of them plus. It should oh. be a thousand plus on our uh, headline there. Yes. I think we have a thousand opinions for each topic. <laughs> <laughs> or we have I don't a thousand, think I know. <laughs> or a thousand opinions about every opinion. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. But um, um, I, it's about time that we wrap up. So before we go, I just wanted to remind listeners to like us on whatever platform, like us or love us on whatever platform you're listening to uh, uh, to us on. And um, remind everyone that we are available on Anchor. We're available on Google Podcasts. Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. And we're hoping to hear from iTunes and Apple Podcasts really soon. Uh, Please, please let us know what you think. Send us messages. Uh, Each of these platforms have a place where you could either like, love, dislike, and have some comments. So please do. And also give us an idea of uh, any topics you'd like to hear our opinions on. Yeah, that would be great. And I've enjoyed seeing those comments as well. And to have a guest so soon in the... It's just not right. Not not yet. But we'll not get yet. there. Unless Oprah Winfrey or David Muir calls. They are David, 100% in. David, David, let's put together. Let's manifest it. David Muir, come to us. Anyway, 
So I, that wraps up our this episode. We hope you have enjoyed it. We enjoyed taking it and, and talking, and uh, so hopefully you'll, you'll like us as well. So until the next time, we're signing off. I'm James. Ciao, ciao. I'm Evelyn. Have your own opinions. Ciao.